Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. I'm Tower here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warren-usa.com. And you can find Warren Radio on MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, and Linktree. And you can listen and download our shows by going to warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. You can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. And do not miss these posts on warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Do not miss this post, The Phenomenon of President Trump. Make no mistake, the Trump event hit, it, hit in all its glory and majesty for his supporters. Meanwhile, for the Democrats and other extra-liberals out there, there was an, this was an unmitigated nightmare. And do not miss this post, The Pagination of the Pagan Nation. Finding the morality online, the internet is therefore subject to many influences and in itself is godless, motionless, and a creation of man. Do not miss this post, Antichrist Deluge Americas. Let's see. Antichrist Deluge America, let us fight. While the church is asleep and America is deluged, deluged with those antichrists and their theologies, let us fight, for our fight is not with guns and bullets, but with faith and the sword of God, which is the word of the Lord. And do not miss this post, Greatest Miracles, simple, Simplest Faith. The greatest miracle was very real. There was no answer except Jesus did heal the man born blind. And the latest post on warn-usa.com Do not miss this post. Christian living not forsaken. It is here we find out that in the end there is this which God has given to us and we must not forget it. You can listen to the entire series by going to warn-usa.com and be sure to get your copy of The Rising. It's a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana Glenn Smith. There's danger and intrigue. Dark forces are plotting. The nation is at risk. Can Mac save the United States? And be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter by going to danaglinsmith.com. You can visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop where we all feature The Rising and other Christian books as well as resources from our Vision Media. And now I welcome in the Watchmen. 
You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Dana, how are you doing tonight? Well, we're doing good. We've been away for a while. But now we're back. Now we're back. And while we were away, I got the warn-usa.com website all done. And I've been working on tweaking like you always do when you work on a website and and uh, you're changing things. It's been totally changed, so it's not... It's not doesn't even look like the old uh, stuff. It's got new script on it, uh, updated. And, uh, so, at any rate, that's where we're at. And uh, you won't see the front page like you normally do. And, uh, you know, I was just thinking about that because on the front page on the other one, I had a big section there. And now you just see all the articles and the, you know, the posts. So there, there is a difference. Right. And uh, there's some stuff in the sidebar. I think, I think that is. I mean, it's just like... You know, a night and day type thing, you know. I mean, it, it is like really strenuously <laughs> different. And uh, and so when you come here, we've got some bells and whistles on it too, so to speak. It has different action on it. It responds and reacts. Yeah, and we do have a place where you can listen to the episodes and, uh, you know, I mean, in case you don't want to get ours, all of our articles, uh, our uh, radio shows are made into articles with uh, the embedded um, audio. So you can listen to it and you can also read the background. And this helps to get people, uh, you know, get more than just an audio with not knowing really what's going on. We've been doing this for years and so I've been writing articles uh, that were actually worn radio posts. So at any rate, you can find us in a lot of different places. But check out our new website, uh, our new, uh, our new old, uh, or our old new, which whichever way, uh, the WIBR Warren Radio at warn-usa.com. And uh, it 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 is a lot cleaner. Um, it's more compact. It's precise. It, it just a lot of things. So, what do you think? You know, when you look at this, I like it. It's easier to um, move around in it. I think it's easier to find things. And then we have a number of number of things. A good, a lot of good ways to contact us and things like that. So. And uh, we still have some other stuff that we got to put on it. And uh, so at any rate, so much for that. We'll 
we'll leave that topic. Let's see, what else? Well, we had a few other things. We actually took a little time off, too, because we haven't had enough. You know, Joe Biden, he, he leaves all the time. Yeah, he spends more time away from the White House than he does at the White House. And, uh, you know, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm not here to discuss Joe Biden or the We're Democrats. We're not comparing our life to his. No. We're, you know... We, we move on with the gospel. We move on with the word of God. Um, and so, you know, it's pretty clear if you've been listening. We've talked about the things we warned about and everything. So if you haven't heard it, go back and hit our archives. I'm not going to explain it now. I mean, that that's just about the way it is. But we're here and we're back again. I'm going to go ahead and do this. Okay, well. Tonight, Lord's Redemption brings us to part 135. The theme is the Lord's Redemption, and with more detail and prophecy, Isaiah lets us see who is in charge. The issue here is that what the Gentile nations and unbelievers may say or do has nothing to do with what God calls from the beginning. Man who believes he is in control is only correct to the point of what God will allow. The same goes for Satan and his minions who will find their own destruction. And now back to you. I'll see you on Thank the other you. side. We are uh, beginning in Isaiah 45, 9 through 10. And, uh, you know, I, I have from time to time I, I quote one of the commentators, Albert Barnes, for instance, is one of them. Kyle and Delish is another. Um, and there's a number of them. But in this verse, uh, 49, Woe unto him that striveth with his maker, or strives with his maker. Let the potsherds strive with the potsherds of the earth. Shall the clay say to him that fashioned it, what makest thou or thy work? He has no hands. You know, when you talk about the clay and the potter, I mean, we know that real well from the Gospels. And uh, the biggest thing here is is dealing again, we're dealing with the fact of Judah. And we've dealt with a lot of aspects of Judah. And, uh, you know, we dealt with the Assyrians that came in. But Hezekiah had taken over the realm of Judah and uh, he had turned it around from where it was before because they were really sinning against the Lord and doing things which are wicked and Hezekiah took it over and put reforms in and of course Isaiah has prophesied the whole thing that was to do all the way to uh, Babylon and the judgment so we've been following that, and when uh, Assyria came, and they destroyed the whole area, and they were at the gates of Jerusalem, and if you know your Isaiah, you know that uh, uh, Sennacherib was defeated, an angel of the Lord destroyed 150,000 of his men, and he was killed in the house of his God. And you know, had Hezekiah not been there, and they didn't repent, I'm a firm believer that, uh, and Scripture would would really merit this, you know, that if 
they hadn't repented. If, and of course, ifs, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. But if they hadn't have done what they did and got Hezekiah in there, then uh, they would have been carried away. But there had been another plan all along. And so it was meant to shake up Judah, to wake them up because they're right at the gates and God delivered them. It was a good proving time and a good time to remind them who the sovereign Lord is. And that's what we need to remember in America. And then, of course, we go ahead to uh, the, the warnings and everything concerning Babylon and uh, Judah going into captivity for 70 years and Daniel reading in the book of Jeremiah about the 70 years and of course then we got to the part where God is dealing with Judah in in many ways and uh, here we're at the point about striving with the maker now you see at this point God is 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 delivering them He's, he's, you know, this is all about the deliverance. He's dealt with them about faith, dealt with them about not um, not being where they should be. Those are my words. Uh, and that God is going to bring them back no matter what. And he's called his anointed Cyrus. And so we see this hand of God, not only in Assyria before, but in Babylon before they ever went you know, to Judah and conquer it and take him captive. But we see him dealing with Cyrus and calling Cyrus out among the nations as an anointed to defeat Babylon and to basically command the Jews to go back to Jerusalem and build uh, Jerusalem back up in the temple. And and so you see that hand of the Lord. So when we see Potsherd and we, we see... Uh, the maker here and you know he he is the one that forms the clay and he's the one that's the governor of the nations and uh, we're doing the governor of the nation series on friday morning so that's another one but see when you're dealing with the nations of men they don't care that god thinks he's in charge see they 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 don't recognize it they don't want it and it's just like Klaus Schwab came out, and of course he's talking about the Great Reset. Uh, we have a globalist agenda reset to try to govern all the nations. Now under the Antichrist, you know, or the beast in Revelation 13, there is going to be, you know, uh, one evil one in charge along with his false prophet. And all the nations you know, will can only buy and sell according to what, what has been set up. And, of course, today we've pointed out about the digital and a lot of things, which they already want to do. So, you know, as far as prophecy, prophecy today is lining up with the control that the beast would use in digital because it's going to control everything in, in every institution it's going to control every grocery store chain, every piece of retail, everything. It's going to govern you and what you buy. And if you don't pay attention, if you don't do what they tell you, they will cut off your account. They will force you to do it. Now, see, this is where the mark comes in. Because it really gets, uh, it really gets uh, 
uh, nasty and personal when you get when the beast's here, and he will make war, uh, you know, against not just Israel, but he will make war against the people of the book, which are the Christians and the Jews. Make no mistake about it. And so here we are, clear back at Judah, and we're looking at how he's talking about woe to those who strives with his maker, which is exactly what Judah did. And and he's the one that has formed them. He's the one that is working in their lives. He's going to bring them out. And we've covered that in the past where he was going to bring them out no matter what they think. They don't know how to get out of there. They've even forgotten most of the law. So he's arranged for them to know the law, to learn the law. And uh, uh, Albert Barnes says of this particular uh, scripture, he says uh, that not only unbelieving Jews may complain or strive against the Lord, it is here that any time the divine intercedes among men, he is met with those who would oppose him. <laughs> and and I like that. And, uh, you know, wh- when we look at it, especially from the New Covenant and our Lord Jesus, or Yahshua, his enemies numbered among those, the high priests, the Sanhedrin, Pharisees, Sadducees, and even the Apostle Paul himself before he was the Apostle Paul. And those of his own house rejected him. And, and so there's a lot of people, you know, that we can look in Scripture that strove with their master. And when we get into the new covenant and uh, we see the forgiveness of the Lord and people coming to the Lord, I mean, all of us who were born again have striven against the Lord. I mean, we were on the opposite end. But God has grace. And even today, for all the wicked and all those who are striving, all the nations of men, God's mercy is still there to call them in. But as the Lord says after the verse 16 in John 3.16 that everyone knows, he says that they won't come to the light because they love darkness more. And there is no greater example of that than as we read of the struggles in Judah and in the northern tribes and, and even before they were divided, see, uh, they were divided at the time of Solomon when his reign was over because he had sinned against the Lord, and they were divided into two houses. But once one of these days, the house of Israel will be one. And uh, in verse 40, uh, verse 27, What sayest thou, O Jacob, and speakest, O Israel? My way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God. Now, see, that's what a lot of sinners believe. That's what Jacob believed, is that they went about their way and did whatever they wanted to do. They were worshiping the Queen of Heaven and a lot of other idols. They were defiling the temple, as God told uh, Jeremiah, go in and see what they've done to my temple, and they had defiled it. Um, They were also passing their children through the fire to Baal. And, and so make no mistake about it, a nation that, that has a history that knew God completely fell away. So it's no stretch that America today, you know, we sit here as Christians, we call ourselves a Christian nation. We're not a Christian nation anymore. We're a nation that has Christians in it. And uh, people want to keep the, patri- the patriotic part. They want to keep the way we were in the beginning. But we're in the midst of judgment. We, we have major issues here. 
Um, but see, look what Biden wants to do, even after the Supreme Court uh, turned around this week and made uh, made some major uh, statements, uh, you know, laws concerning a lot of things, um, you know. Uh, they'd already made the major one on abortion. So now Biden wants to take over and have both the House and the Senate pass an unmitigated abortion law that absolutely guarantees abortion nationwide at all times up past the birth of these babies. So they want to totally suppress, you know, any any believer that may not want, you know, to have babies murdered. They want to put the seal on the so-called coffin of America. I guarantee you that if they manage to do that, then uh, you're you're in more deep trouble than you can shake a stick at because that's blood guilt. And uh, blood guilt, Israel was warned about. You can find it in the law. And it's not a good thing for a nation to have a whole land full of innocent blood, which is what happens when you abort babies. Isaiah 51, 12 through 13, I, even I, am he that comforteth you. Who art thou that thou shouldest be afraid of a man that shall die, and of the son of man which shall be made as grass? And forgettest the Lord thy maker, that has stretched forth the heavens and laid the foundations of the earth, and has feared continually every day because of the fury of the oppressor, as if he were ready to destroy. And where is the fury of the, the oppressor? Well, see, we look today, and, and Americans are more afraid of Klaus Schwab and his agenda for America than we are of the Lord God. If we were really correct, we wouldn't be doing that. We wouldn't worry about that. But but we do. We fear these things, you know, and, and, and including the Democrats and the liberals and the others. You know, we, you know, daily we're, we're bombarded with wicked and evil things that are going on. We're bombarded with the fact that we don't enforce our own laws and that we allow these punk kids, you know, they're going around stealing, they're going around murdering, you know, um, rioting, you know, and every other thing. And it was pointed out today that if you take the top five cities in America and their rates for murder, we would move from the number one spot for murder, you know, like that in the nations. I think that's where we were in this thing that I saw. But it was a high high up there, you know, number one. But you, you take out the five cities that are so bad, and we drop to something like 168 in the nations of men. A lot of difference. See, th- this is the difference. And those cities are the ones that are run by liberal governors and, uh, you know, liberal uh, attorney generals and uh, liberal prosecuting attorneys. They don't prosecute. They let people, they uh, let them, they release them. Uh, They've released convicts out. And so you've got a street full of people who just continually commit crimes. They don't do anything. And, of course, 
this is an old trick of Marxism when you're trying to take a nation over. You have to create as much chaos as possible. In addition to that, um, you know, it came out today that there's a lot of those in Biden's administration that are happy that the gas prices are high because it'll force everyone to stop using gas. And, of course, they don't have nothing but cotton between their ears because there's no way you can do away with the petroleum and the oil right now because our economies and our world is dependent on that. And on top of that, it's a cheaper fuel. And uh, that's another thing that Biden, the Supreme Court told the Biden administration is that they can't uh, just control all the uh, environmental controls like they do because they don't have authority. So th- there's a lot of these issues that happen within a nation. And uh, we forget these things. We forget that in the middle of the nations of men, in all of our little troubles and everything we go through, that the Lord is there. He made everything. And we, oh, yeah, the Lord made the heavens, you know, so big deal. I mean, he's made them and they're there. He's gone now. He's off golfing. But they forget that he is the governor of the nation. He is the potter, we're the clay. He has set forth the bounds in everything that there is, from science to natural things. And that's why Psalm 2 is a perfect coverage of the end of days and the lawlessness of man. Psalm 2, read it. And so Israel is getting reminded of this. I say Israel, I mean Judah. Now here's something with uh, in Isaiah 58. Wherefore have we fasted, say they, and thou seest not? Wherefore have we afflicted our soul, and thou takest no knowledge? Behold, in, your, in the day of your fast you find pleasure and exact all your labors. Now, you see, I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to read a couple more verses. But see, Isaiah has a great section on fasting. And there's, there's some great principles in here. But in verse 4, it says, Behold, you, or ye, that's the old English, you, fast for strife and debate, debate to smite with the fist of wickedness. You shall not fast as you do this day to make your voice to be heard on high. Is it such a fast that I have chosen a day for a man to afflict his soul? It is to bow down his head as a bulrush and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him. Wilt thou call this a fast and an acceptable day unto the Lord? And it has to do. You can do all the fasting in the world, but if you're not walking in the way of the Lord and paying attention here, in what you're doing, you know, you're in trouble. Or if you fast just to be seen of men. Now, the Lord has a whole section on the hypocrites and, and the Pharisees who went around. And they fasted and they, you know, the public, you know, the other Jews thought that they were the epitome of righteousness. But see, you know, you, you get in the Gospels and read it and the Lord will... You'll read where the Lord castigated them, told them that they have lost track of, of what the law was all about in their, in their own lives in, in, in this whole situation. And see, we go through all these things because there's an examination. You see, Israel's coming out of Babylon. They're going to be taken back 
God had put a, a person in charge to make sure that they got released from Babylon. And he, he's calling these people out. He's sending them back. And they have a duty to do. And they're expected to rebuild the city. They're expected to rebuild, you know, the temple and to serve the Lord. And he's restoring them here. I'm going to bring you back. Well, we don't want to go. Well, I'm bringing you out. Yeah. So and so, let's keep going. Isaiah 45.10 Woe to him that saith unto his father, What begettest thou? Or to the woman, what hast thou brought forth? Malachi 1.6 A son honors his father and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is my honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? Saith the Lord of hosts unto you, O priests, that despise my name. And you say, Wherein have we despised thy name? Well, simple. Their heart was never in it. They served other gods. And and let's be straight here. You know, it's not like they simply disobeyed the Lord. Because they would still use, uh, you know, the offerings and, and the feasts and things of the Lord. But then they would also do some of the same things and offer them to the Queen of Heaven or some other god. And they did things that were an abomination. And so it's like saying to the Lord, okay, what are you doing, Lord? What do you think you're doing? What are you trying to do? What have you brought forth? You know, you can't do anything that with, with, without us. You have to let us know what you're doing. You, you don't have a right to do that. You know, we've got other gods that we got to serve. I mean, there, there's all kinds of things. I mean, look, look at America. You look at the world. The communists, you know, they totally um, stopped Christianity in their nation. And they revised the whole thing. And they're saying to God, who are you? What do you think you're doing? This is the communist party. We control China. You don't have any part in this. You get the hell out of our country because we are communists and we know better than you do. You're just this God of the Christians and we don't want them taking over our country. Now, see, that's kind of straightforward, but that's what they do. They do that all the time. And we look at the, look at the Muslims and you look at a lot of them and while they have a religious further, fervor, you look at what's happened in Nigeria. Look what happening in, in a number of places around the world, including Pakistan and India. You know, if you're a Christian, man, you got a cross, you, you got a target on your back, and they're going to kill you eventually. They're going to throw your butt in jail. Because you don't have a right for that. And yet they breathe the same air that we do. They, they walk underneath the same sun, the same sky. They see the same Orion that we do here. They see the same everything that was made by the Lord God, and they deny him. China denies him. 
Russia doesn't accept them. They got their own Russian Orthodox Church that apparently okays the invasion of Ukraine and the killing of many, many innocent people. That war, that war, you know, when the Russians first went in there, the townspeople went up and challenged the Russian soldiers. And there was an interview of it. They said, we're Russian. Are you going to kill us too? We're Russian. What are you doing here? You're bringing in your army and you're going to kill Russians? Well, see, all that, because of Putin, he decides he's going to do that. See, the nations of men do not fear God. So you're a God in heaven. So what? You did a couple things wrong. We know. We've got technology down here. We can control ourselves. See, and this is exactly what Psalm 2 talks about. They want to remove the bonds that God put on the nations of men. They want to remove these bonds that God so-called put on us because this is our earth, you know. And we know that the problem is global warming. It's not what Isaiah says. Of course, they're not going to accept that. I tell them, but they don't believe it. The curse has devoured the earth, Isaiah says. The same curse that was in the beginning. You know, all the heaven, you know, everything that's created is is under this curse. Everything. And until it's totally restored and taken care of, you know, this earth is not going to be your friend all the time. And there's going to be trouble. Now, see, and this goes right back into the New Testament. The apostles... You know, going through the Old Testament would look at these principles. Like in Hebrews 12, Paul talks about the fact of chastening. And like if we just take 6 through 9 of those verses, For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as sons. For what son is he whom the father chastens not? Well, in our economy, in our world today, there's a lot of fathers that don't chasten their children. There's a lot of adults that don't correct their children. There's a lot of adults that are on fentanyl and some other drug, and they can't do anything. And we have a lot of these girls who are absolutely abjectly, you know, abjectly and you know, just incoherently mad over the abortion thing, screaming at the top of their lungs. Now, that's the pictures of the rioters, just because of the abortion thing. While others are saying, we're not going to have any sex because we can't kill the babies. I mean, a bunch of carnal reasons for a bunch of carnal sinners. Of course, sinners are carnal. Now, this is the key. Verse 8, but if you be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers... Then are you bastards and not sons. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much more rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? In, in the new covenant, there's a way for you to do that. The answer is yes, of course. But see, this goes back to the Old Testament as well. Judah, because they did sin, and even the northern tribes sinned, they had to endure chastening. But if you're not going to be without chastening, I mean, if you're not going to receive chastening, and if you're going to curse God, 
then you're a bastard. You're not a son. You may be a Jew, but you're not the son of God. You're not part of the partakers of the promise. I'm sorry, Hebrews. Because the principle is this. If he is your father, pay attention and get close to him and stay there. But today, your law, being justified by the law, is not going to give you anywhere. Although a lot of them, there are uh, Jews that teach that. By the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. That's the new covenant. Romans 9, 20 through 21 says, Nay, but, O man, who art thou that repliest against God? Shall this thing form say to him that formed it, Why hast thou made me thus? Hath not the power, the potter, power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? See, this is in the sovereignty of God. And both of these verses, you know, are talking about how God is dealing and has dealt with Judah who strove with his master. But see, the, the key here is God is telling them what has happened. And so we're going to be entering in to a new phase for Judah. And so th there's others you can read there. Jeremiah has the lesson of the potter and the clay, the potter's house. He tells Jeremiah, Arise, go down to the potter's house, and there will I cause thee to hear my words. Jeremiah writes, I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter, so he made it again another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, Cannot I do with you as this potter, saith the Lord? Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. And this is, this is the key here. At what instant I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom, to pluck it up, to pull it down, and destroy it. Now he's talking to the house of Israel. Now pay attention here. This applies to every nation on earth, not just Israel. Not just the two houses of Israel. These are concepts. If that nation against whom I pronounced turn from their evil. You get that? This is a wicked nation. They won't repent. So God prescribes a judgment for them. And all of a sudden, they turn from that evil. The rest of that verse says, I will repent of the evil that I thought to do unto them. Now, on the other hand, at what instant I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to build it and to plan it. Now, that's exactly what he did with America. He was going to build and plant America, whether you like it or not. He did. The next verse, if it do evil in my sight, that it obey not my voice, then I'll repent of the good wherewith I said I would benefit them. And he would send judgment. Now you remember that. That is the rule for nations and judgment. 
in Jeremiah 18. Then he tells Jeremiah to go speak to the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, saying, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I frame evil against you, and devise a device against you. Return you now, every one, from his evil way, and make your ways and your doings good. Repent! On social media and many places that I'm on, not only do we write articles and we have our teachings and preaching and various other things we're doing. When I get on social media and post stuff, I'm telling people to repent. I'm telling people to get into the word. You know, we, we've got to repent. You want this nation, America, straightened out? You need to repent. You need to turn from your wicked ways. You need to stop what you're doing. But if you gave America a percentage, if they would really repent, I would say most of them won't. But there's a good deal of people who would know exactly what I'm talking about. Because the essence of any nation is not the men within it or the women or the children. It's the Lord God who has built and allowed and blessed and gave them rain for their crops, gave them sun to allow them to grow, give them days to enjoy. And even if they're wicked and even if they're evil, they still got days that they can live out their life. The very breath that they curse God with, God gives them the allowance to live, even with cursing on their breath. Make no mistake about it, if you were really honest and you really looked at your life and looked out there and saw this nation and saw people, understand everything you do, you've got eyes that work, you've got ears that hear, your legs work, you're not, you're not broken down. And then there's those who are crippled. There's those who have problems. But see, everyone can affect the grace of God. Everyone can come into that realm of healing and deliverance and have a place where they will eventually find total deliverance and joy with the Lord if they give not. But when you take the nations of men, just like we're looking at Judah here, and I lift up America because it's right here. I deal with this every day, every day, every hour practically. And I've written more articles, and I've, and I've done more teachings than, than I can remember. i got tons of these things going way, way back. Reminding people, warning people. And one thing I found out a long time ago, people get tired of hearing it. And they do. I get tired of telling it, but I tell it anyway. Because we, deep inside, want peace. We want things to be made better. You know, we want joy. We want to enjoy the good things while we're alive. And that's okay. But you're living in a prophetic time today. You're living in an evil time today. But even amongst the evil and the wicked time... God can give you peace and joy.
Now, if we get into Isaiah 45, 11, Thus saith the Lord, the word Lord here is Jehovah, the Holy One, which, you know, the Holy One of Israel, yeah, the Holy One here, sacred or morally pure. He, he is the only God that is sacred and morally pure of Israel. And uh, that particular word Israel, Israel has a unique name. He will rule as, as God is what that means. And see, what does it say in John 1 to the Christians, to all those in this new covenant? To as many, he went to his own, and they received him not. But to as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. What does Isaiah said? Israel, meaning he will rule as God. What does the Lord say to the Christians and the believers who has accepted him? You will have the power to become the sons of God. And that's what the New Testament is about. Even if you were a sinner and all have sinned, he will do this. All you need to do is repent. He will rule as God, and his maker, or the one who molds and forms, will be there. And it goes on to say, Ask me of things to come concerning my sons, and concerning the work of my hands. Command you me. That's God saying to the sons and the daughters, Look at the works of my hands. See what I have done. And if you're truly a son, and everybody's going to be, once you've been born again to the Spirit and received the Lord, you are given that power to become the sons of God. And God dealing with Judah and even with the northern tribes, his goal he wanted them to rule as God. He wanted them to be as God. The sons of God. He will rule as God. And that's where he comes in. Ask me of things to come concerning my sons. These are sons of God. John 1, sons of God. God hasn't changed the Old Testament and the Old Covenant, you know, we, we act as if it's so different. It's not so different. Matter of fact, that's where the apostles studied to give you the New Testament from. With the help of the Spirit of God. I teach a lot of things out of Isaiah. And I can find my way back to the modern day. I can find my way back to the New Covenant. Every time. And so why do you think he would go through all that for Judah? What would the devil do? Oh, you deserve that. Stay there. What would any human do? I'm not going to do that. Let them go. They, you know, that's their fault. Look how they treat the Holocaust and the Jews. We have people today that deny it. 
Do you see anybody weeping over the Jews being slaughtered back then? Not many, except maybe the Jews. Do you see anybody in America weeping over their sins? I don't. Where are all the pastors and the Christian leaders in this country? Why aren't we on our knees fasting and praying? Because, you know, every four years, we live for every four years. Because that's our hope, man. Get in the right president. Get in the right Congress. We're going to overthrow these people. So manage you manage to do it. Then another four years after that, they get in. So they undo everything you did. And four years after that, the other guy gets in. I mean, I said this long ago. I told him what was coming. And that's been happening ever since then. You want America changed? You need to repent wholesale. You need to put away all this. You need to get rid of the Bidens and the other congressmen and all those who tell you that abortion is okay. You need to get rid of the unclean thing. You need to stop doing what we're doing in this country, especially when you're corrupting young kids. But see, in the nations of men, we just simply make laws and put people in jail and shut them up. That doesn't change the final justice. See, you can shut up those who will speak against it. You can hate and kill and maim all of those who want to see you saved or redeemed and, and see a nation healed. But one day there's going to be the judgment of the nations and the judgment of everyone. And you ain't going to be able to lie your way out of that or pontificate or call upon a judge to rule in your favor. Because the sin is to the uttermost and the judge is at the door. And the door is opened and there's multitudes of angels and witnesses there as you walk into the light scared to death, trembling because the one God whom you have never stood before is now whom you're standing before at that time. Woe unto thee, O ignorant one. Woe unto thee in thy pride. For thou shalt come down, and the fire shall burn thee, and thy tongue shall not be quenched. For I have called, and you have rejected me, and you have challenged the Lord God. And you, had, you have said, we are gods now. We have our technology. See, Judah got into the same thing. They didn't have the technology, but they had a lot of other stuff. It's about time you wake up. And I'm going to stop at Isaiah 45 because I'm going to actually begin there. I always like to start off where I left off. To tie everything in. Father, thank you for your word tonight. Bless those that hear this. Move in their hearts and lives. In Jesus' name. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, in the powers of darkness. 
from the preaching, teaching, and receiving of this word in Jesus' name. Now, I talked about judgment here. I've talked about a lot of things. But there's one thing you need to know. If America is going to be judged, you don't have to be You can stand before God as one of his children today, tonight. Repent and seek the Lord. Receive the Lord, John 1. You must be born of the Spirit, John 3. First John 1 tells you that if we walk in the light, the light of Christ, as Christ walked in that light, you will have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, that blood, will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. You go and you read those scriptures. Read John. Read First and Second and Third John. Read Romans 3 through 7, because in that it talks about confession is made unto salvation. You have to receive him in. You have to decide to follow him. Ask him to forgive you and cleanse you. Because you don't have to be there. Condemned. Now we all as Christian believers. Are watching the troubles in the world. Many are waiting for the rapture. But whether there's a pre-trib, mid-trib, or post-trib rapture, if you don't go in the rapture, baby, you're here or you're dead in the ground. So you have to establish your faith on the fact that you need to be faithful every day until the Lord comes, no matter when that is. So be faithful, seek the Lord. Because nations may fall, but the people in them do not have to. God has made a way for us. And even though the righteous are afflicted and put in prison, they're still free in Christ. Okay, Tower. Okay, here we are. That was good tonight. I really appreciate that. Well, you know, we're sitting here in a front row seat. We are. I um, don't like the movie. <laughs> I don't either. I want to get out and walk up. I yeah. mean, get up and walk out. I want to take my popcorn and go find me another movie. <laughs> yeah. But this is the one we're at. And it is hard. You're going to need the grace of God. Oh, amen. You're going to need his help. You can't fear. You know, and, and as a watchman, as a preacher, as a teacher, and as one who has given prophecies, you know, I look at this nation, and I want it to repent. I want it to be healed. I want it to stop. But I can't make them stop. You see, we can't make people Christians. 
people have got to want to receive the Lord and be forgiven. And if you don't care for the Lord, I can't help you. If you don't believe God's word is God's words, I can't help you. I can pray for you. I can witness to you. But somewhere you've got to find the decision. And so we've been going through Isaiah for a long time. And we will finish it one day. But I'd like to go through it at the rate we're going through it. So we can point a lot of things out to people. That in going through Isaiah, you're going to find a lot of things from the New Covenant and the New Testament. So, go ahead. we got to get out of here. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us, everybody. Whenever you do, Monday is the Independence Day. I hope that you all have a safe and enjoyable holiday. We love you. Stay safe. We pray for you and hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go by our new website that we've uh, revamped at warn-usa.com and go by our other website, the Watchman Institute for Biblical Research. That's the WIBR Warren Radio at danaglinsmith.com. Also, check out my book, The Rising and it's my latest. I ask you to go to our websites. You'll find ads on it. Uh, the book, uh, the book page is on DanaGlynSmith.com. Check it out. You can buy it anywhere. It, it's we're in a lot, of, a lot of places. Life Rich Publishing, um, Amazon, Inst, uh, Instagram, Ingram, and many, many others. Be sure to check out the book, The Rising. Check it out, get the book, read it, and leave a comment. And you can contact us to give us that comment. We want to hear your comments. Until next time, take care of yourself and your family. Draw close to the Lord, because he will never forsake you. Good night. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.